welcome to the Unstoppable Introvert Podcast. If you're an ambitious introvert who's tired of feeling that you need to be louder or more extroverted to succeed in business, this is the show for you. I'm your host, Hayley Maxwell, ferocious ice cream eater, leopard print lover, and business coach for introverted female service providers who want to get known for their expertise and grow a thriving business without having to shout or put on an extroverted mask. Every Tuesday, I'll share episodes packed with practical introvert-friendly advice, insights and strategies on how to show up, stand out and create a business that feels genuinely good to you. Because being an introvert isn't a limitation, it's a superpower that can make you absolutely unstoppable in business. Ready? Let's get started. Well, howdy, howdy, and welcome to the Unstoppable Introvert Podcast. I hope you're doing well. How are you? I hope that it has been a fantastic week for you. And as always, I just want to take this little moment to say how grateful I am for you. So thank you so much for choosing to listen in to me. I know that there are so, so, so many other choices out there. So honestly, it's an absolute honor that you are choosing to spend this time with me. So thank you. Thank you. Now, today, I am talking all about visibility as an introverted coach or a service provider or consultant, because I know that the thought of increasing your visibility, it might feel a bit scary, it might feel daunting, it might feel really uncomfortable. And one of the reasons for this is because we recharge our energy often by being alone and being introspective, right? So when you're putting yourself out into the external world, even if it is online, it can actually be quite overstimulating and it can be quite draining, okay? Which is why it feels a bit uncomfortable, right? And because of a lot of the marketing tactics that are out there that are quite extrovert-centered, then it means that we can kind of feel a little bit not in alignment with our natural way of doing things, which obviously adds to the feeling of pressure or the feeling of being drained by being visible. But what I want to say is that Being an introvert does not mean that you can't be visible because you totally can. And it doesn't mean that you're not going to be good at being visible because, again, you can be fantastic at being visible. Being an introvert doesn't mean any of these things. It is as available to you. Visibility is as available to you as it is to an extrovert. And you can be just as good at it as an extrovert can be. What it does mean, though, is that you need to find the visibility strategies that suit your personality and style. And that is what is going to help you to thrive when it comes to visibility. Look, the reality is, is that as a solo business owner, and you might have heard me talk about this before, my belief is that being visible is part of your job description. So whether you're an introvert or extrovert, whether you're shy or outgoing, whether you are quiet or loud, 
It is part of your job description to show up, okay? Being visible so that you can create awareness about your business is a core business foundation. It's a core business principle in order to get clients coming through the door, okay? So it's something that we need to do. And if you aren't showing up and being visible, how are new clients going to find out about you? How are they going to decide whether they like your vibe, whether you are the person that they want to work with? If you're not showing up, if you're not being visible, it's not going to take long before you don't have a business because your clients have dried up because you're not out there sharing with the world how you can help people. And so, look, I know that that might sound a little bit harsh. And believe me, I am totally saying this with love. But, you know, we might not like being visible, but it comes with the territory. It's part of what we're signing up for when we decide to become business owners. And so our business relies on us to do this. So the sooner we can be become comfortable with that reality, the better. And we can look at strategies, we can look at developing our skills, we can look at the types of support that is available to us in order to help us through that, okay? We don't just have to sit and suffer with this feeling of not wanting to show up, with any fear of not wanting to be visible. We don't have to sit with that. We can actually look for the support that we need in order to help us become visible, okay? So there are so many options out there depending on, you know, what form of visibility you want to embrace. And yes, you know, you can absolutely get clients through referrals and that's a great way to find new clients. But relying on referrals alone is a risky business. So what I want to say is that we have to stop using our introverted nature as an excuse as to why we are not doing things. So you know, oh, I'm not showing up on vis- on video because I am an introvert. Or I could never be a speaker in front of that many people because I'm an introvert. Like, I hear that so often. But also, I have done that myself. Like, I am not immune to this. I have absolutely 100% used my introverted nature as an excuse not to do things. Okay. But then I realized that It's actually something that I need to do in order to have the kind of business that I want to have, in order to work with the kind of clients that I want to work with. And so that's when I realized that I needed to take the steps in order to help me move through my fear, my worry, my concerns, um, and to grow my skill level at the different types of visibility that I wanted to embrace. And so it's exactly the same for you as well. Because at the end of the day, we are absolutely perfectly capable of being visible and we can do an amazing, amazing job. So here's the thing. If the thought of increasing your visibility makes you feel a little bit queasy, a little bit sick in the stomach, 
remember, please remember that you can go at it at your own pace, okay? It is not a race and you do not have to follow anyone's anyone else's way of doing it but your own okay so it's about finding your right pathway and you do not need to go from zero to international stage in one giant leap you don't have to go to international stage in any leap at all if that's not something that you want to do okay it is more than okay to take small steps as you get started or as you begin to increase your visibility. And then as you get used to showing up, it will get easier for you. You will always probably feel some level of discomfort because it's about growth. You know, you're learning, you know, it's different scenarios, different experiences. So there's always going to be a little bit of a level of discomfort. But what will happen is that before you know it, you'll actually look back and all of those little visibility steps that you've taken will have compounded and you'll see and feel how far you've come. And I do want you to do that. So what I'd love you to do is say at the beginning of a month is sit down and be like, what steps am I going to take to increase my visibility a little bit this month? You know, what do I feel comfortable doing? What is practical for me right now? Okay, and then do it throughout the month. And at the end of the month, what I want you to do is I want you to ask, look back on what you've done. And I want you to ask yourself, how am I feeling about this now? You know, on a scale of one to 10, one being, oh my God, I'm still scared senseless. And 10 being, whew, I am doing it. Like, I am feeling good. Like, I can do this. Like, on a scale of one to 10, I want you to ask yourself that. And at the beginning of that month, I want you to do the same thing. And I want you to note where you are on that scale of one to 10. And then at the end of the month, I want you to compare it to like where you are now. Okay, so that you can see that you are growing, you're stretching. And I want you to just journal on how you are feeling about it now that you have done it. Because it's really important that we stop and that we make space for us to recognize the different ways in which we are growing. Because that is a huge win. Any of this, particularly when it comes to visibility, anything that you are doing that puts you just that bit out of your comfort zone and that you are doing and you are committing to is a win. And so it's really important to make space, to look back, see how far you are coming and celebrate that as well. So before you increase your increase your visibility game, however, there are a few things that I want you to be really clear on, which will help to make it easier for you. Because a lot of what stalls us when it comes to visibility is, you know, a lack of what we're actually going to talk about, you know, what we can bring to the table that has or hasn't said before. And so we can get stuck in that place of, I don't know what to share. So what I want you to sit down and think about are things like, you know, what is your purpose and mission? So ask yourself, what am I fighting for? What am I fighting against? Okay. 
get really clear on your values. Why are those values important to you? What would you never compromise? You know, how do those values show up in your business every day? And, you know, why do those values matter to your clients? Okay. I want you to think about things like what you actually want to be known for, because that will give you direction to what you are going to share. And I want you to think about what makes you different. So what unique perspectives do you have? What unique opinions do you have? And then I want you to think about the message that you are full of fire to share and the messaging pillars that fall underneath that. So that is the, the core topics in your business that you want to talk about because you want to become known for those subject matters, okay? Because getting clarity on these things will help us to produce content. It will help us to put forward pictures to, you know, different outlets, to podcasts, etc. And clarity builds conviction, builds confidence, okay? Lack of clarity sucks energy. And so if you don't have clarity on these core elements of your brand, it's going to make being visible incredibly hard and energy sapping. So this is why, particularly for introverts, it's so important to get clarity because you're unlikely to wade into conversations and start sharing your thoughts in a visible way unless you feel prepared and clear on your standpoint. So now I just want to talk about determining your visibility channels. You do not need to be on every type of communication platform to be effective with your visibility. It's all about understanding, one, how your ideal clients most like to consume their content knowledge and where. Okay, so how do they most like to consume content and where do they go to do that? And which of those mediums you feel most comfortable showing up on and which you actually enjoy, okay? Because if you do not enjoy a specific platform, if you really do not like it, it's going to make your job of being visible really hard, because that is going to help you to be sustainable in the long term, particularly when you're getting going. So think about what plays to your strengths, okay? Think about your energy and also think about your business capacity as well, because some forms of content take a lot more time to produce than other forms of content. So ask yourself realistically with the time that you have available in your week, what is going to be a good platform for you to get started on, to really commit to being visible on? Okay, so that's a really important part of it. And, you know, at the start or as you're beginning to increase your visibility, there is going to be a bit of experimentation and you might well hear crickets. Okay, that is a natural part of the process. So we have to just embrace it as a as an experiment and we learn from it. 
So focus on providing your unique perspectives, focus on providing your practical tips, sharing your knowledge and actionable advice that you know is most likely to resonate with your audience and keep a track on it. Again, at the end of the month, look back over everything that you've done and look at what content you have created, what visibility methods you have used that have most resonated with your audience. And one final part of this episode, there are four key types of visibility that I want to talk about. There are lots more than that, but for the purposes of this episode not being huge, I'm going to focus on four key forms of visibility. And so the first one that I want to talk about with you is about networking. Because networking events, social gatherings, they can be very overwhelming and they can completely sap our energy, okay? But the thing is that these networking events, they actually don't have to be overwhelming. And little by little, you might even learn to mm, enjoy it, perhaps. (laughs) Maybe not, but it's all about just giving it a go. But I want you to approach networking in a way, again, that is right for you. So I want to share some steps that might help to make networking a little bit more bearable for you. So The first thing that I recommend is start out by choosing some of those smaller, more intimate networking events. You might even prefer just to have, you know, one-to-one online or in-person chats. So some, you know, Zoom meet and greet chats, just coffee chats. Or you might like to just join online communities where you can connect with like-minded people. And then gradually, if you want to, you can work your way up to some of those larger gatherings or those speaking opportunities, again, if speaking is something that you'd like to do. And if you're attending in-person events, it can be a really great idea to research the topic or the theme of the event. You can put a shout out to see if anyone you know is going and also think about potential conversation starters. And so this is super useful if you're socially awkward at sparking up conversations like me. So small talk is not something that I am particularly great at, particularly when I don't know people. So having a plan around this, around how you're going to tackle your networking events, it can really help to boost your confidence. And it means that you don't have to talk about the weather all the time, okay, which is something that we all end up doing because we're trying to search around in our brains for something to to talk about. Another tip that is, I have to give a hat tip to Kate Merriweather for. So Kate is a LinkedIn strategist And you can obviously find her on LinkedIn. So Kate Merriweather, she's fantastic. So Kate, when I've spoken to Kate in the past, she's talked about the fact that it's really great to arrive early. And so the reason for this is that it's much harder to walk into a crowded room full of conversations that have already been established than it is to go into the room and be there as people are arriving, you know, because it's 
it's really hard when you walk into a room and everyone's in little circles. It's hard to kind of wedge yourself in there and join the conversation. So get to your your events a fraction early can be a really great thing to do as well. And use those listening superpowers that you have. So engage in the conversations by actively listening to other people, showing that genuine interest and asking thoughtful questions. So it means that you can actually add to the discussion without feeling the pressure to constantly talk. So you can actually kind of take on the role of keeping someone else talking. And of course, you know, it's really about... From a networking perspective, focusing on those meaningful interactions. So not trying to speak to as many people as possible. Okay, so it's about that quality, not quantity when it comes to building relationships through networking. And of course, take a break if you need it. So if you're at an in-person event, find a quiet corner or take a quick walk to recharge and just get a little bit of quiet time. Or if you are having, you know, one-to-one coffee chats with people over Zoom, for example, just set them for 30 minutes so that you know that you are not going to be completely tapped out at the end of it as well. So you can set those boundaries for yourself. Now, I want to talk about social media. So being visible on social media because the feeling that you need to be on all the social media platforms is very real. And so is the feeling that you need to constantly hustle to create content that is in line with each platform's latest content trends. So look, if you want to dance your heart out on reels, then absolutely be my guest. If you want to jump onto all the trends, be my guest. So you do you. But What I want to say is that you do not have to jump on every single trend in order to have an effective visibility strategy, okay? So even though social media can be done from the safety of your, you know, kind of own introverted cave, spreading yourself too thinly across all of the platforms can actually be immensely draining, Now, my recommendation is always to pick a primary platform that you enjoy being on and where you know your ideal clients are too. So as I talked about earlier, and then it's about going deep in that space, not wide in all the places. What you can do, though, is to set up a consistent profile and bio on the other platforms and tell people on those platforms where you usually hang out. So if you are typically on LinkedIn, then what you can do is obviously have your Instagram account and make sure that you have got a couple of posts that talk about how you help people, what you're all about, and also where people can find you. And so just let people know, say, hey, look, 
you know, I don't spend a lot of time on Instagram, but you can find me over on LinkedIn. Come and join the party over there. It just helps to make it really easy for people to find you and come and hang out at the place where you are most active, for example. And again, touching on what I talked about when it comes to that clarity piece earlier. So be really clear about what you want to be known for and what your messaging is, because this is a massive, massive time and energy suck for introverts. And that is a podcast episode in its own right. So I'm not going to go down that track now, but just safe to say that the clearer you can be about your messaging, the easier it's going to be for you to be visible and the less time it's going to take you, the less energy it's going to draw from you too. And so what you're wanting to think about is obviously creating that deep, valuable content that will help to position you as, you know, that thought leader or that expert in your space. And it doesn't mean that each piece of social content that you produce needs to be an essay. It's about depth of thought and insight and helping your audience to think about things in new ways. And sometimes you can share a huge amount of depth and insight in just a few sentences or in just a 15 second video. But you do have to do that thinking work prior. And so make sure that you have always got a purpose for each piece of social media content that you're creating. So don't be tempted to post just for the sake of posting. Okay, it's much better that you post fewer times and you are consistent at posting at those fewer times than it is about, you know, being on the platform every single day of the week. Okay, so make sure you have a really clear purpose as well. And then engage. So find people whose energy and thoughts inspire you and curate your feed so that it doesn't drain you. So if you know there are certain people who you feel yourself comparing yourself to, or there are certain people who just really drain you with your their posts, or there's stuff that you really don't want to see, then curate your feeds so that you don't get that stuff in it. And be really strict about doing that so that it really helps you to have a platform that really gives you energy and inspiration. And then start building those relationships with people who are commenting on your posts or people who might be your ideal clients. Ask questions, be curious. So engage in those actual conversations and use those listening skills again to really better understand their needs and to make your social content even more valuable to them. You can learn so much from people if you're just willing to be curious and ask people. And please, please, please don't get worked up about follow accounts. So you do not need to hustle your butt off just to have a big follow account. So focus with connecting with only the right people and building really great relationships with them over feeling that need to have a really big audience. Because as you will have heard before, having a big audience doesn't always mean having an engaged audience 
or an interested in buying from you audience. So once you've got a social media routine working for you, so that's that frequency, the content creation plan, and then you feel ready to branch out and maybe add another platform, I want you to actually utilize the content that you've already produced for that primary platform. So I want you to take it, take the best content that you've created and tweak it to suit. Okay, so try it in different formats. Make sure that it is formatted for the purposes of the platform that you are repurposing it onto. There's nothing wrong with it. Like if you've created fantastic content, let's get as much juice out of it as we can, okay? The main thing that I want you to take away from this is that, you know, social media, it doesn't have to be this big hard hustle. Just really keep things simple. Like I said, you don't have to jump on trends. You don't have to spend ages producing styles of content that you don't want to or that you don't really have time for. So think about the type and style of content you most like to create and stick to that, okay? Because that's going to help you to create that habit. That is what we're wanting to get you into is that habit. And the most important thing really is about giving yourself that space and energy to show up in that consistent way but in a way that actually feels good to you so that you can grow awareness of your business, of how you support and help people. Now, the third form of visibility I want to touch on is writing blog posts and guest blog posting. So, you know, writing your own blog posts and finding opportunities to guest blog for others is a really great way to increase your visibility, especially if you enjoy writing and I know that a lot of my, you know, fellow introvert friends love writing. One of the reasons that we often like writing is because we typically thrive in those reflective environments. And so writing our own blog allows us to reflect on our ideas and our thoughts and our expertise at our own pace. It means that we can really refine our thoughts as we're writing. We kind of do our thinking, if you like, as we write. And that's fantastic because it means you've got a platform where you can carefully craft your messages and share your insights without that pressure of immediate interaction, which is often where we feel like we don't excel. When someone puts us on the spot and asks us a question about something, particularly if we're in a group environment, it can make our brains go a bit haywire because we are trying to find the information inside our brain in order to communicate what we want to say in an articulate way, okay? So this means you don't have the pressure. Blogs mean that you don't have the pressure. And so it's about being able to be visible in a way that feels comfortable and natural to you. So it obviously provides that alternative pathway to things like networking and building relationships. So if this is a place where you actually think would be great for you to start, then great, start here. And then obviously, you know, it really provides you with an opportunity to position yourself in that expert light. So sharing those personal stories, sharing your knowledge, your experience, your unique perspectives. So establishing yourself as that expert and connecting at a deeper level with your audience. And obviously that helps to build trust and attract those like-minded individuals to you. 
And so what you can do is obviously when it comes to your blog posts, then you can use those posts as cornerstone content. And so that means that you can use it to create shorter form content for social media. So break those blog posts into short posts, into carousels, pull quotes, whatever it is that you're wanting to create. Use that blog post okay, and use it on your social media platform. So we're making it much more streamlined and easier for you. So you don't have to constantly keep on coming up with ideas for, you know, what am I going to post today? Well, you've got a whole blog post that's written about a particular topic. Use that. And that's also where technology like ChatGPT can come in super handy as kind of that time and energy saver as well. So give it your blog post and ask it to find, you know, three pull-out quotes for you. Ask it to summarize your blog post. Ask it to pull out three quick tips Ask it to create the structure for, you know, a carousel, for example. That will help you to speed up your content creation. And then obviously, don't forget to just share that blog with your email community and drive that traffic to your website. And you can use obviously good SEO and create two or three different Pinterest pins with those keyword rich descriptions to help people find your content. So you've spent all that time creating a blog. So after that, you obviously want to make the most of having that blog. And so that really means sharing it with people, getting it on Pinterest and really squeezing that juice out of it for social media as well. I know that that feels like a lot, but if you're going down the blog writing pathway, it's so important to be able to maximize the information, the time that you have spent working on that piece of content. So if we look at guest blogging, this is really about writing for other established blogs and industry publications. And it's it's actually a really great visibility strategy. So it's obviously about finding those blogs that are perfect for your business that you know your audience will be visiting. Obviously, it's going to allow you to tap into a wider audience. It's going to help you to get exposure to that, to new potential clients. And it's going to help you to drive that traffic back to your own website or to your social media channels. And obviously, that's going to help to increase your visibility. And a really great way, if you don't know this, but a really great way to find blogs to write for is to search on Google. And you can use keywords like write for us or guest blog, guest post, contribute guest post. You can also use things like submit an article or submit a guest post, okay? And, you know, put them in the little um, quotation marks as well. And then also include keywords for the topic you want to write about. So, for example, you could have marketing plus write for us. Or you could have personal branding plus guest blog. Or you could have social media plus submit an article. 
So put those into Google and it should help you to discover new blogs and other writing opportunities that you can submit articles to. There are so many websites out there that actually want people to submit content to them. But just obviously make sure it's in alignment with you, with your brand, your values, that it's actually where your audience is going to be, uh, potentially be. And make sure you review the submission details before you submit an article. So they will generally have submission details. So make sure you are checking those off as well. And lastly, I want to talk about guest speaking. So guest speaking is a really great way to amplify your visibility, to increase credibility and position yourself as an expert and thought leader in your industry, if that's what you're wanting to do. As you start to think about guest speaking opportunities, think about the individuals and the organisations in your existing network that, one, align with your values, or two, have an audience of people that you can help and that you would love to attract. And I want you to be selective about the guest speaking opportunities that you take on. So make sure it's a really great fit for you. Otherwise, you'll be depleting your energy and spending time planning and prepping for little return. So when I talk about guest speaking... I am talking about opportunities like guest podcasting. I'm talking about virtual or in-person summits and events. I'm talking about online workshops or masterclasses in other people's memberships or masterminds. I'm talking about going live on other people's social platforms. That might be Instagram Live. It might be LinkedIn Audio. But please, you do not have to feel like you have to do any of these. It all comes back to looking at where you are most comfortable, getting the ball rolling and increasing your visibility little by little so that it is really sustainable for you, so that it's really doable for you. And the best way, if you are interested in guest speaking, the best way to take the guesswork out of what to talk about is to come up with one or two signature talks on the topics that you know in depth. So the topics that you actually want to get known for talking about. And then having these signature talks planned and prepped means that you know exactly what your key talking points are, what your key messages are. And that's that's just an introvert's dream. So having that in-depth, thoughtful content that is all planned out, that is all prepped, is just going to, you know, take a lot of that anxiety away. It means that we've got our words there ready, prepared. So it's just going to help you to feel a lot clearer and far more confident, which is going to help you to reduce your nerves. And then knowing what your signature talks are, also means that you can stay really focused, you can stay on message, and you can get known for the things that you want to be known for. So that is where I am going to stop today because that was quite a bit to cover and obviously I only covered four of the key visibility channels. 
But I do have a number of interviews coming up with incredible guests talking about all different types of visibility. So deep diving into the specifics of those areas. And of course, if there's actually a topic that you'd really like me to cover, if it's something that you're struggling with maybe in your business as an introvert and you think that it's something that might help other introverts, honestly, please reach out and let me know. Don't be shy. I really want to make sure that this podcast is as helpful as possible for you. I want to make it a really useful resource that you enjoy and get a lot out of. So please feel free to reach out to me. With that said, if any of what I've shared today resonates, I would love you to follow or subscribe to the show and please do share it with your introverted business buddies. Obviously, it would mean so much to keep on getting the word out about this podcast. And if you've really enjoyed the show, I would absolutely love you to rate and review it on your platform of choice. Everyone who leaves a review will go into a monthly draw to win a 60-minute coaching session with me as a wee thank you. Simply screenshot your review and DM it to me via Instagram. So I am at the Hayley Maxwell or feel free to share it in your stories and tag me in. That's it from me for this episode. So until next time, go forth and be unstoppable.